Welcome everyone to my next episode of On Purpose. This is Janice Alpert. I'm excited. Of course, I'm always excited about every one of my guests. But today, this is someone that I've known since I'm 13 years old. She's an unbelievably creative soul with an interesting story on how she got to where she is now. So let me introduce Miss Deborah Brody, who I call Debbie. Hi, Deb. <laughs> Hi, Janice. <laughs> how are you today? I'm fine. And you? Good. Welcome. We're very formal. <laughs> I know. We're so formal. We're like best friends and we're acting like, oh, I know. I know. we're trying to be very professional. Uh-huh. Um, all right. So I thought we'd just start, Debbie. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about your growing up and just your family background? I know both Debbie and I are South Side Chicago people. So why don't you just tell a little bit about your growing up and your family and Right. Well, Janice and I grew up basically miles away from each other, but didn't really meet till we were in high school. Right. But growing up on the South Side, I'm from a middle class family. My sister uh, was three years older than me. And then uh, my mother had twins. And then I am part of a twin. Yes, she is. is, I didn't even know my name for a while. It was always called the twins. (laughs) I'm by bets. Yeah. So uh, I had a very nice life. You know, my family had uh, lots of sisters and brothers, you know, from the parents. So we were always with cousins and uh, it was like one big family. Yeah, she so, did. Uh, she, she had a wonderful, just as my, for my observation, extended family dynamic, like in the old fashioned ways there, again, always cousins and her cousins are still her good friends to this day. So there was a lot of love, a lot of family Not everything was perfect, obviously, but it was really a special, I think, kind of dynamic. Well, you had to get noticed in my family or else you'd be lost because (laughs) my cousins, you know, when we would have our family dinners on the weekend, I I would say to my mom, boy, you know, I I didn't eat that much. And so she says, you got to be aggressive. You just got to get to that table. You got to get to your food and eat. So don't, don't be what my family life was. Right. Don't be, uh, don't be shy. I had an older sister and a twin brother. You know, I, I feel I was sort of lost in the shuffle Mm -hmm. because my sister was the cutie pie Yep. and you know, they already had the daughter and then they got the son that they always wanted. So it was him. I started had to make my footprint in life. Exactly. So I can just also observe too, that, you know, Debbie, first of all, you can't see Debbie, but she is knockout, drop dead gorgeous. She ended up Thank doing you. modeling, whatever. But in her high school years in middle school, well, middle school and high school, you know, it, it, that wasn't so much the case. And her sister, like she said, was kind of the cutie pie at that time. But Debbie blossomed. And <laughs> you always go back to like, because even back in high school where you where you started noticing or kind of knew that you had this creative talent. When did you first notice that? Well, believe it or not, really back in kindergarten, I, wow. my attention, yes, my, I, I, can, I can remember this day. I was in kindergarten and they said, do a self-portrait. Well, back then in the 50s, okay. <laughs> so I must have drawn a stick figure, but I had a dress on that was tartan. I didn't know the word tartan back then, but I had my blue crayon and my green crayon and I was alternating the color. Well, boy, I got a lot of attention because they couldn't believe a kindergartner would see something like that and do that kind of a pattern. So that started, I went, oh, I got noticed. So my art was starting to be very important. That's where I could see the attention that I was getting. And then it brought it into high school where uh, I worked for my aunt and uncle in their fabulous clothing store. And I saw the attention my uncle and my aunt was getting by just selling items and the expression on their face and the words that they use. And then 
I could see color in the clothing that I was selling and putting outfits together. So now I'm seeing color and fabrics. And this was in high school. And I also took advanced art that was offered to me in high school. And and I won some honors in high school. So uh, I think at that point, they said, what do you want to be in life when you get older? And I said, always in eighth grade, I said, interior designer. So even what I love about the story, first of all, I did not know about the kindergarten story. So here's, (laughs) here's just something to be aware of in your relationships. You can know someone your whole life. I did not know the kindergarten story until just now with this part of what I love about sharing stories, but from a very young age, Debbie, without doing a lot of, you know, deep thinking, because part of what I want always people to know is that you can find your path and your purpose without, it just may happen as long as you know that something inside, because I'm guessing for you, Debbie, you felt the attention, but you did you do you remember at a young age? Let me ask you this, because I don't even know. Loving it, like loving putting the colors together and the, like thinking like this is fun. I did. You know, everybody has something that wakes them up. And in me, my eyesight or my brain, when I see a TV show or when I see a play, my eye starts at the top and I go around the screen and I take a look at different objects and fabrics and clothes. And that's how I see life. I go into somebody's room and I see different things happening. That's how my eye works. So it's kind of fun just to do something like that. That's my creative thing that I have. And you just kind of always knew that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So I thought everybody had it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. That's when you know it's more of a gift when you realize that people don't. So for example, and I just want to share our funny story. In high school, Debbie and I were in a youth group together. And they did a fashion show at the end. There was like a big, whatever you call it, event competition. And Debbie, share what you did. So you sewed an outfit, you designed an outfit. Go ahead. We had to design an outfit because we, it, was, it was a competition. And I picked out this outrageous color of oranges and yellows. And of course, Janice was our model. <laughs> did a fabulous job. We did have a, like a little committee, but it, sometimes committees just fall apart. And I end up doing it all myself, which I did. And Janice walked down that runway and we won. <laughs> we won. That was the key thing. And it was, thank you that I'm, I did do a, I'd say a pretty nice job for a, six, for oh, a 16 yes. year old, oh, my but, goodness. but Debbie really, the Debbie designed this, it was back in miniskirts, this darling, darling outfit and that we won. And what was funny, I remember we were driving downtown, which is about a half hour, 40 minutes from where we lived. And she's sewing in the back seat at the very last minute. <laughs> and when Debbie just said, sometimes you have to do it all yourself. That is the defining, one of many a defining characteristics of Ms. Debbie Brody. She does a lot by herself because she's fabulous at it. All right. So in high school and in college, you kind of realized you loved, you, well, you said back from eighth grade, you knew you wanted to be a designer. You loved doing the fabrics when you worked for your uncle. Then in college, you chose interior design. Well, I did because that's what I wanted to do. And my parents said, you know, I've got to stay in a state school and not too many schools in the state yet offered a design program. And I didn't want to go in the city. I wanted to be in a university setting so you can do other things. Mm-hmm. And so at that time, Northern Illinois University had a fabulous design, interior design BFA, yep. which is what I got. And they would let you go into the city to the merchandise mart and get your fabrics. So you would get a whole year of fabrics for projects in, at one uh, trip downtown. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. And uh, basically after uh, when I got into college on, su- on the summer times, I would have to go, you know, get summer jobs. And mm-hmm. my sister had an interesting roommate at the time. She was a model and mm-hmm. she saw how tall thin I was. And she says, why don't you become a model? 
So that's what I did. I tried to prove them wrong. Oh, you're kidding me. I can't be a model. But then again, I, I was, and I did a lot of modeling jobs that I did. So back then I could see when I was modeling, they had photo sets Mm -hmm. where somebody was a stylist and they put together these room settings. And my eye was going, bum, 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 bum. This is something that I could probably do too. When I got out of college, I would carry my two portfolios around. One was a design portfolio from my interior design from graduation. And one was my modeling portfolio. And when I would go to these photography studios, I would say, which one would you like? Exactly. And let me just interject that Debbie is, is tall, but very thin, that she carry these huge portfolios. And I can also attest that in college as her roommate, she would make these boards and she would have to design these rooms and she'd get the fabrics and the boards were unbelievably beautiful in terms of the color and whatever. And she, what I always loved about watching her and I still do is that she just seemed to love it. And so to remember that when you love something, you're probably on your path and on your purpose. So she did both the modeling and she and the interior design. And do you remember your first job after college, besides when you carried around all these, like your actual job job? Yes, it was a, a photography studio. Ah. It was called Magna Graphics. Uh-huh. And uh, I was immediately hired as the head set designer. And uh, it was timing. Their designer uh, just left, their stylist left, and I got this job. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess he was impressed. I had a look. Let's face it, I did have a look. <laughs> she's and- being modest. She's got quite a look. She's a redhead and she's got quite a look with these gorgeous oh, blue you. eyes, not a, not a wrinkle on her face at oh, this moment. <laughs> it's the truth without one bit of work. Just she just that's who she is. She glows. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. And it was the camera. I did have to pick up a, a few things about back then they had these box cameras and everything was upside down when you looked into it. So uh, you oh. had a design differently. And uh, it was fun. It really was neat. So uh, I would get to have to hire uh, models for the jobs and then create these room settings for Sears. It went on and on. It was a great job. Again, even from there, you loved doing it. I did love doing it. Okay. And then after that, what was your next? Because she's had such an interesting, diverse, I think, uh, career besides a family and three children. And Well, the next was my finding my husband. Well, not finding my husband. I found my husband in in, uh, senior year in college and his eye was always wanting to be a fashion photographer. So he went off and did his thing in Germany and and opened up a a jean store at the time with another fellow Chicagoan and his brother who lived in Hamburg. And this friend that lived in Hamburg was a fashion photographer. So here they opened up a jean store and he started learning photography. And then he learned it so well that he decided he wanted to come back and do fashion photography. Well, hello, his girlfriend was already a a model. Right. And I'm doing photography for somebody else. Mm -hmm. So to make another long story short, I quit my job and I helped Jerry start his career in fashion photography. Mm -hmm. But I also got another job because I needed to get another job. And I did. um, I worked at House of Mena, an interior design firm. I remember that. That I, I learned so much because you can learn so much in college, but until you take your practice out in the world and start working for actual clients, mm-hmm. personal clients. And I learned so much from the other sales staff. So that in itself was a college yep. uh, education, mm-hmm. doing an interior design store like that. And also from there, I went to another store called Maurice Mandel. 
And after year after year, well, really not so many years, I started getting some outside clients asking me to work on the side. Mm-hmm. And that's when I quit working for other people and started practicing right. myself. So I would one do of those this. just not to interrupt. One of those clients was Janice Albert. Every place I moved, <laughs> Debbie did my house and every place I lived was more gorgeous than the next because Debbie has a vision and she can see it in her head. I do not have this particular talent. And like Debbie said, she thought everybody had it, but you know, not at this stage of life, I think she knows that she has it. And, and again, when you follow that feeling inside, you're going to be successful in whatever you do. So yeah. And I can tell you, this is one talented girl. So then you started your, I can't remember right out after house of Manor, did you start your, your own design? Yeah, so it was Deborah Brody and tears at that point. Right. And then I started, ha- Jerry and I started having our family. He got very successful in his photography working for Marshall Fields, Litton's, Sears. These are so, all big stores in Chicago at the time. Right. And I would help him as a, the stylist behind the scenes. And then it got to be a point where raising a family and then doing my own interior design clientele just got to be so much. So he started uh, hiring makeup artists and stylists and reps on his own and, and continued to have a very successful career. But then it got to be a point where he got antsy and wanted to do something else. He sort of saw the handwriting on the wall because during a certain time, advertising wasn't uh, being done in Chicago. They were taking it to New York and he saw, right, uh-oh, right. we better start doing something else. So he learned about these English coats, mm-hmm. wax cotton coats called barber coats and decided to open up a retail store right below his photography studio because mm-hmm. there was an art gallery that was came without even discussing it with me. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. No, <laughs> we won't. But we, won't. Uh, here we have this 3000 square foot space and now we have to fill it. So we would travel to England and to certain shows that they would have and start buying clothing. And, you know, Jerry liked us to, to uh, express himself. But when it got down to the nitty gritty, I needed to be there to help him do ordering. Exactly. So th- this is all funny, but Jerry had the, had the idea of the store, but the person who, not that Jerry didn't help, but he did her <laughs> husband, but the person who really put that store together. And when you walked into that store, it was a big store. Everything was visually pleasing in terms of trying to find what you wanted. And of course, Debbie, wor- you worked there for quite a while. Well, I, I worked uh, some days, some days. Um, yeah, some days. I mean, I still was raising my family and doing right. my, my clients, but we had other active salespeople there. It was called Robotics and Willby, and it sort of had was a little uh, Abercrombie and Fitch. Right. Outdoor gear, barber coats, uh, wax cotton, Australian outbacks. We were the first ones to bring hunter boots in the area. And it this is, again, store. it was a happening store because Debbie's a happening gal. She, again, she has the vision. <laughs> And all I know is that when I went there, you worked there because she would have to dress me. And, and literally, Debbie, every sidebar here again, Debbie once a year comes over to clean out my closet because I'm impossible. I think I just gave away, this is maybe 35 years later, something that I bought at her store. That's the kind of quality that it was and, and like kind of timeless. So Debbie even had an eye for that in her talent. Okay, so you opened up that store. And well, we then, opened up that store. And, and by then what happened? Abroad, uh, we saw other small stores in England. We'd see a, a shaving brush store, a hairbrush mm-hmm. store, perfumeries. And I said, you know what? Jerry has his vision of his store. I want to open up a store with my vision. Yes. So what did I do? We opened up Royal Appointments, which was four stores down from Robots and Willoughby in Chicago. Uh-huh. 
And that's what it was. It was royally appointed. It was items that I found in England, very famous perfumeries like Florist, Penhaligans, Check and Speak. And we brought in amazing items that you wouldn't see in the United States. And they were amazing. Yep. I got my creativity out on uh, my stores and my buying. And also what was so wonderful, we got to travel. I, I would travel to Paris for some shows. And then of course, to Germany, to Hamburg and Frankfurt to see a lot of the major shows. Mm-hmm. And that one in itself was wonderful to see different designs and stores that were out there, which yeah. I brought back in the store and also in my interiors. Exactly. So again, so now Debbie's in part, I don't want to say part two, it could be part 52. She has so many parts, opens up their first Royal appointments next to the other store. And then because Debbie had another vision, what happened next? Open up another store. Yeah, she if did. You do, if you do X amount, if you double it, then and then triple it and quadruple it. So that's what I did. But what I, I did on my third store, I decided to bring row bottoms and royal appointments together because mm-hmm. they were both had a flavor of your clothing. And of course, men and women would come into the store, which was really fun. Mm-hmm. So we were in the retail business. (laughs) And here's the other thing about Debbie, in terms of following your path and talent, Debbie has a personality that when you meet Debbie, I'm just saying everybody loves her and she loves them. She has a way, she sells you stuff that you don't even know that you need it until she tells you that you do. And then you go, oh yeah, I do. So she, she took her innate creativity, her innate ability to see color and design and her love of people and put it together and had this very successful, how long was Royal Appointments? Because it was- Well, 33 years. I yep. uh, had my stores for 33 years. Yep. And I'll tell you one thing I did learn when I was working at my uncle's clothing store, how he treated people. These women would come and, you know, Mr. Gordon, how, what do you think I look like? And he would just say it like it is, whether he liked it or not, but he was very truthful. And that's how I feel like when I, um, with my clients, whether they were in my Royal appointment store or my interior design, I was very truthful. I don't say, I think I say, I know. And I think people don't realize that, but when you're sure about something, they believe in you. And I have had my clients, uh, just recently, you know, now I'm on clients that I've had for over 30 years and I'm on their second or third home and they just feel and I'm just saying something nice about me. They feel they, they can trust me. I know them. You know, I, when I design, I create, I call them little books. My, my rooms that I design for them are my little chapters in the, the main book of their house. I listen to their stories. I can feel what they're looking for. And I'm great with also designing for the husband and the wife. I, I feel like I'm a therapist for their home, Janice. I, you don't have to tell me. I was going to say, she also has the, the ability to be a fantastic, without any training, a couples counselor. So again, she's- Well, training by you. Oh, well, me, oh. Our conversation over many years, I've learned quite a bit from you. Oh, thank you. So anyway, so all these years though, what you're saying is you've used, you could feel inside, this is my, my talent. I, I love design. I love color. I love buying. I love putting things together. You should see how her store was, by the way. Again, you'd walk in, you wouldn't know what to buy first. Everything was set. And what do you call that when you do your, 
when you would do the store, not a set design? Well, yes, I really, it's so funny that you're saying that. I did. I created a set design because uh-huh. the store was called Royal Appointment. And when I would buy, you know, it was very important. My daughter was my partner since yes. she's been 12 years old. I uh, She traveled with me to New York and and she would be part of the shows that I would go with. You know, I trained her at a very early age. Yep. And yes. We would buy things when a customer would come into the store saying, oh, my husband does this hobby. My girlfriend has this hobby. And when we would see something, we'd go, oh, my gosh, we've been asked about this. And we would bring it in. So then when the product came into my store, I would create like a little vignette, a little story behind what I was bringing in. I was creating the product. And when you create, just sidebar here, when you create, it doesn't matter what that is in your life you have to just kind of trust you're on purpose. And so, Absolutely. and so every time, and again, Debbie is still doing her interior design. I don't know how many clients you have right now. A lot, a lot. <laughs> like, like just to give you an example, my sister was in town this week and Debbie long distance now with the zoom and everything redid her bathroom. Like you have no idea. It was a small, it, it is so fabulous all through just through FaceTime. She didn't go to Boston. So now she's branching out. She does Florida homes. But my sister was in town and she wanted her to get a new chair. And when you go with Debbie looking for an item, Debbie already has the item in her head of how it's supposed to look. So all she has to do is go into the store and find what's already in her head. And what happened this this time when we not only does the look have to be well, you know, I listened to her sister had had a couple of surgeries on her knee, her head, I can't keep up. And when I saw her, we laughed so loud. Uh, she got into one chair that wasn't motorized and I saw quickly, this is not going to work. So uh-uh. we, yeah, I said right away, I'm not selling you anything that's not motorized because <laughs> now you're having difficulty in a couple of years, who knows? Right. So we had to have a look, a color, a shape and a function. And that's and, how and I we, do it. And we did. And, and just so you know, when Debbie says, she said to her, we're not buying that. That's how she says it. But she says it with, she's so good in terms of, again, staying on, on the path of who she is, which is she's always kind, but like she just said, which is great, she knows. And so when she knows and she's helping someone, she lets them know. And I would say 99.9%, she's right. And they do eventually come around. And of course, then they're happy that they did. I must say, I don't, you know, this is their house. I do design for them and I do stand back. I'll just say this is, people want to know, is this the correct thing for me? Is this the kind of look I I want? And like you, like, you know, when I was buying some things, you sent me off with your husband. Yeah, I know. (laughs) We can tell that story. That's hysterical. That uh, that, uh, Janice uh, just sends me. I'm her designer. She trusts whatever I'm going to do. And Harvey and I went to the merchandise mart to finish buying certain area of her house. And we went from showroom to showroom to look at this particular, find a particular carpet. Which which for me to go to that kind of showroom just put me in hell. But Debbie loves it because that's her passion. And my husband loves it too. So we had the best time together. I think that, you know, was early on in in uh, your relationship. Yeah. Well, you were married. You were married. Yeah, right? we were married already. We were yeah. Building the, yeah, yeah. He had finished building his house and now we had to finish it up for his bride. Exactly. And this was really the point where Harvey and I clicked together. We had so much fun. 
and we felt very close and he's been a very close friend of mine. Oh, but, and you know, I must add that whenever I had my stores and I moved quite a bit <laughs> of stores, he was always there helping me too. Right. Because uh, what's neat about both Debbie and, and my husband, who, you know, if you've listened, I already interviewed him. He has also a vision. He can see it. So the two of them work very, very well. And one of her main stores was in a, a shopping mall here in the North shore of Chicago. And every, sadly, every few years they would make <laughs> Debbie move. And so, which was a pain in the butt to say the least, but Harvey would help her and, and help her organize and help her put the shelves together. And they both had, again, this vision. So again, it's, I just want to continue to remind who's ever listening that if you can feel that inside, because I think Debbie, if you're, if you're thinking about it right now, when you're starting a new project, do you still get that feeling like, Ooh, this is fun and, and exciting? Oh, I do. I do. I can't wait to see, you know, the blank canvas is what, uh -huh. how I think of it. It's a solid blank canvas. I listen to the stories of the couple or the, or one or both. And then I start, uh, my mind is already thinking of what we can do. So uh, it's really quite fun. You know, like right. I said, it's my book is starting to be written. So that to me is fabulous. So that's part of using creativity. And when we're using our creativity, especially if that's part of our path, we're going to feel good about it. And even, you know, when you think about how you, because Debbie, you know, it's been COVID, whatever. So she, Debbie just had us all, uh, me and a, our other good friend for dinner. And even think about how you set the table. Just can you share that a little bit in terms of your, because it was a gorgeous table, I have to tell you. But it's, it's the process of what Debbie goes through. So like, what were you thinking when you were setting that table? Well, uh, recently I've gotten some beautiful new uh, placemats. You know, it was our, my time to shine. I'm having adult people in my house. <laughs> I really wanted to make it look special. So I started out with some Asian uh, placemats. And then I have several uh, China settings that I, from my mother-in-law, from my, my mother. And I decided just to make it look Asian, even though we were having Italian food. <laughs> but I get up and, you know, in my life, this is me. I feel good. I feel better when I look better. Mm -hmm. Now, there are days that I just don't want to get dressed. But if I'm going out, I package myself up <laughs> like I do a room. You know it. You know, I do. Debbie I starts have... with a blank cam canvas yes, on her I... face and everything right. she wears. We're going to talk about packing in a minute, but go ahead before we <laughs> so end. I do. I start out with, you know, of course, I, you know, my shower and my makeup, my hair, my, my clothing, my jewelry, you know, recently, you know, my, my mother passed away several years ago and gave me an abundance of jewelry that I so love because there's stories about every piece. I wear something of hers every single day, if so not nice. two, uh, two so items nice. that I wear. And I feel good. You know, when you look good, you feel good. Mm -hmm. I want to put that on a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> right, and so, also so when you get older, you get bolder. So I can wear more than one ring. Hey, you can wear whatever you want. And you look fabulous. So at this dinner, let me just say, she, she had an Asian theme, gorgeous flower centerpiece, but this was the best. She wore a kimono. I mean, I mean her whole, so everything like had a look and because I know Debbie so well, I know that she had an, again, this image in her mind and she made it happen. And now we just walk in and we get to enjoy it because it's just so beautiful, but that's Debbie. And like she said, to this day, she still feels that same great feeling of, I love to create. I love to have the blank canvas. And she's just so great at it. So the, one of her other great qualities, again, part of her passion, because she likes to put things together, is I am the worst packer on earth. 
So <laughs> I have to pack everything and everything I own is black. And what if I need something? That's not how Debbie does it. So Debbie comes over to my house whenever my last trip was, I don't know, two years ago. And this is how Debbie packs for herself. But I want, I want to share that she did this for me. So what did you do? You came in my house. Well, you had already put a few things on about 12 or 20 outfits. <laughs> Minim- minimum for a week. Minimum. And of course, you know, I know how Janice travels and what she does during the day, basically. <laughs> and I would say to her at every outfit, okay, you like this, you like this, you like this. Okay, let's put it down. And I put it on her bed. Yep. And then we would put all the accessories with it from the jewelry to the leggings, to the scarves, to the shoes. And then this way I feel, and I, I do think that you felt complete. You I felt did. like you were in charge of that outfit at that time. <laughs> it more, felt good about wearing it. I didn't feel stressed. And what I'm saying is, you know, this is all part of like kind of knowing thyself and trusting. So I know this is an area that I, it, there's no reason less is more. And like you're saying, as you get older, you hopefully feel even better and better in your own skin. So I, do I really need 25 black tops? I don't think I do. And Debbie has the ability to say in a nice way, even with that, I have the vision of what not only she helped me, she does this for herself too. Cause I've gone on vacation with her. So she's got all her outfits for her vacation when we've traveled and each day. So I'm wearing doesn't even matter. It just makes me laugh. I'm wearing the black top with the blue jeans, whatever. And she comes out in her khaki leggings with the right shoes and the purse and the jewelry looking fabulous all in a carry on. So (laughs) Debbie uses her creativity in every area of her life. And so I, I think she, I hope, you know, when you think about that, this, that you've used your innate talent and you knew it from kindergarten, you know, do you feel like you're, and you feel like you're continuing, like following that passion and following that purpose? Like I'm a creator right Right. now. I think every day in my life, I have to be creative. I do from either my food to what I wear, whatever I do. If I go someplace, I want to be pretty much creative or I'll turn it into a creative moment. I just love color. I love my people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, when I'm around all my people, my grandchildren, my kids, you know, I have six grandchildren. Let me put a shout out to them and my oh, children. Three that, wonderful uh, children and six darling grandchildren. I can attest to that. So I, I've been more, cre- I have been creative in my family Yeah. with my husband. My husband was one of the first persons that really saw how creative I can be. He gave me the encouragement at that time in my life that yes. I need. Yes, he um, did. So I have to shout out to him for that too. He saw something in me and brought it out more. uh, Because he's a creative soul too. Right. He's a creative soul too. And again, as I said, at that time, you know, you, you were tall and, 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 you know, kind you know, pretty thin and you weren't really, well, I don't know who is confident at 20 years old, but I think Jerry did a lot in, in helping you really, you, you blossomed into this beautiful, beautiful swan and you, you kind of grew into your skin and into your talent and it's only continued to evolve. And so to be able to say, Hey, people figure out what that feeling is. The feeling that Debbie's talking about inside her soul that she felt in from kindergarten. Like I have a creative, I have a creative way about me and has used that and attended to that her whole life and continues to, just as I feel I have a passion to help people. And continue to do that. And here's the thing. Does it feel like work? No, 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 not at all. Yeah. So any closing thoughts? I'm, I have a quote that I think appropriate for in terms of you finding your passion and how you have felt about everything you've done in your life and continue to do in your life that, uh, using your creativity. 
Well, let's see. I, I think we touched on it a lot. I mean, I felt like I got noticed more for my what was already in me that was brought out by myself and other people yep. that mentored me. So I just feel that people should do if there's some, a little something that you that gives you a twinkle and enjoyment and inner feeling, just go for it. Amen. Well, of course, I love talking to you and, you know, you're amazing and you're so talented. You know, it's funny when we were in college, you know, I'm, I'm a brunette and you're, you know, redhead and Debbie is so artistic and I, I was more, I don't know what I was, but, you know, and I often think like, did people understand what kind of friendship in terms of how we connected? But because we both felt besides open with each other and close with each other and honest with each other, I could respect and admire her strengths. And she could admire mine. Matter of fact, one of the funny things was, I'll just tell this personal anecdote about our, that theater class that we took. So (laughs) Debbie thinks in an artistic way. And, and I think in a very more, not artistic, not at all. So the one class we took together in college was theater and we were studying for the final together. And I was memorizing (laughs) the key things about theater. And of course, Debbie is very busy looking at the artistic part. So she, so we're, we're asking each other questions. So she says to me, what color, I don't even remember what the question was, but I go like this, Debbie, that is not going to be on the test. That is such a minutia point. You have to look at the big picture. So now we sit down to take the exam and that question was on the test. So I laugh that that's just one example of how people can think differently and still be close and admire each other, which I admire you tremendously. And just think uh, as I do you, I know, but you're an amazing, really an unbelievably talented person. So okay. I actually, I, I had two one, I ended up taking out two quotes and was deciding which one I was going to use, but because we were just talking about the things we we're talking about, I'm going to share both of them. So the first one was to close, choose a job you love. And you will never have to work a day in your life by Confucius. That's kind of what we were just talking about. If you love your job, it doesn't feel like work. And then the one that I was really going to use, which I want to still use, just ironically, besides that I knew I was going to be talking to Debbie today as my guest, next week we're going to the Van Gogh exhibit here in Chicago. Not that I'm so artistic, but again, I like to every now and then dabble. And I thought it'd be a fun thing for us to do. So here's a quote from Vincent Van Gogh. I am seeking, I am striving, and I'm in it with all my heart. That gives me my purpose. And so that was from Vincent Van Gogh. I am seeking and I am striving, and I'm in it with all my heart, and that gives me my purpose by Vincent Van Gogh. So I just thought that's how we would end. So I encourage all to remember, you know, to do your life and be aware of that little, I like Debbie's phraseology of, if you have a little twinkle and you know that it gives you joy, then you probably are doing something that's really good and you're on your purpose. So talk to you next time and I hope you're living your life with purpose and on purpose.